Hi, I'm Rich. Hi, I'm Ben. And this is Marketing Matters. And this is the podcast where we talk about everything to do with marketing and communications and why it's important. Because in other words, marketing matters. Yeah, it does. Okay, hello again, Rich. How are you doing? Hello, everyone. So, new episode of our new podcast. Um, we talked in the first one all about the differences or the similarities and the the peculiarities and the wonderful worlds of both public sector and private sector marketing. And we found out, actually, that there is some key differences, but there's quite a lot that's pretty similar across the board, isn't it? I think so, Especially yeah. marketing and comms, I think so. And one thing that uh, the public sector has got pretty decent at, I think, over the past sort of five or six years is using social media pretty effectively. Um, but one thing that I think the commercial world still is doing a lot better than the public sector is using uh, sort of social media advertising platforms, okay? I guess sort of in particular sort of Facebook advertising. I recently did a, um, a social media a campaign with a public sector organization, for example, that uh, one of the main reasons they wanted to use me for it was, I like to think my great creativity and fantastic project management, but one of the big reasons was that they it was going to be too much of a pain in the ass to go to their finance director to get his credit card. <laughs> and they knew they could just pay me and I could get it on my company credit card and we can do it that way and it's just easier. So in some ways it feels like it feels like a lot of public organizations are probably not super geared up for using that channel and they're probably more they more they're still in, in that sort of zone of kind of sending purchase orders off to big advertising organizations and getting stuff on the side of buses. But how are you finding uh, private sector organizations are using sort of Facebook advertising? Because this is a big part of your business and a big part of kind of what you offer. For yeah, business. it is. Yeah. So um, it's, it, 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 you know, typically it's not a kind of um, everyone is absolutely nailed on to doing it. There's a lot of organizations um, particularly small businesses that don't know it or understand it or think it's for them, uh, and in certain circumstances, it, that could be true. It depends what they're what they're doing, what they're selling. Um, but uh, generally speaking, there's some fantastic uh, innovation out there that um, we're that sometimes we're involved in, but also other agencies that uh, we know and, and and love are also doing. Um, and it's you know really you know it's it's been taking off for the last couple of years, but it's it, particularly at the moment it's it's incredibly hot. Um, if you play by the rules and you do things right, it can be an incredibly cost-effective way of generating leads, business sales, um, whatever it is that you're trying to uh, achieve through it. I think um, the bit where people get a bit unstuck is not really understanding what the core purpose of the ad campaigns are for uh, what they're hoping to achieve out of them and also there's quite a bit of technical know-how that helps you get better results as well so some of that's about how you structure stuff but uh, but there's other element elements of it which in the bigger picture will make much more better sense much more better much better sense longer term for example for example, not using, I mean, I've got clients that say to us, can you just, you, uh, if we pay you, can you just run the advertising budget? Um, no, not, yeah, I, and we will do that, but we will always initially advise them that they should be running their own advertising budget. You know, we, we will run the campaign for them, but, you know, and there's good reason for that. Um, in the main, and if we're going to get into the detail of it, might as well, in the main, that's because that advertising uh, account 
learns the algorithms and the artificial intelligence within the advertising account learns who it is that you're best at reaching so if your advertising account is then being used for multiple different kind of organizations and businesses doing all sorts of different things it's going to essentially be quite confused because one minute it's going well you want to reach these people another minute you're saying you want to reach these uh, another set of people so if you are doing that, I would uh, create a separate ad account each time for doing that. And you can, you're can you going to be able to have a maximum of about five before you start having to speak to Facebook and getting more. Um, so just a, uh, just a, a note there, because it's, it's, it's very bloody clever the way it works. And if you, if you work with it and feed it in the right way, it becomes extremely effective. Uh, and as you get on, it becomes more cost-effective the longer you're using it and feeding it in the right kind of way, if that makes sense. Sorry to get into the detail suddenly, but, you know, suddenly my eyes prick up on some of these sort of things. I'm like, whoa, 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 you know. Uh, you know a, a public sector organisation should absolutely having its own advertising accounts, probably plural, um, because they ought to be understanding which different target audiences they're going to be after. Um, or different sort of offers or, you know, different sections of it. Um, and they, you know, as it, over time, that ad account is going to start getting better. If somebody hasn't sort of used Facebook advertising either before or like for a while, what can you currently sort of do on it? And it's sort of, how has it changed over years? Because I remember when I first started, when I was working at the agency, we used to work at together, um, you know, within sort of, you know, in the last 10 years or so. Um, when Facebook advertising started becoming kind of a thing, it was like, whoa, you could target people really precisely. And I mean, you know, you're essentially sending them a picture of something, but still, hey, you can target it at them. And that was still a massive sort of a change for a lot of, a lot of clients who were just, as I say, I, I keep using the, you know, the analogy, it's, who were used to sticking stuff on the side of buses with absolutely zero data or any idea of who's seen it or what. But it's become a lot more complex and a lot more sort of granular sort of since then. So how would you sort of say, if somebody hasn't used it for a while, um, what can you now do with it and how has that sort of changed over the years? Uh, well, you can, I mean, you can utilize the platform in, in a huge amount of ways, uh, depending on what you're trying to achieve. Um, they're kind of broadly split into three main categories. Um, which is about raising awareness, usually about raising awareness of your brand um, and reaching lots and lots of people. That's the first category. Second category was what Facebook called consideration. So that's about getting traffic to a website or about getting engagement in a particular post or page or it's about having uh, views of your video or it's about getting messages sent to you down uh, on Facebook Messenger or it's about um, what you call lead gen campaign, lead generation. So that's where people will fill in a form with their contact information um, uh, without leaving the platform uh, because people often prefer to do that. Uh, oh, yeah, and also um, app installs. So, you know, if you're selling an app or, you know, uh, promoting an app or, you know, you've created, your local authority might have created an app that, uh, I don't know, allows people to um, report, potholes in the road wherever um if you're trying to encourage people to download it you could create a campaign which specifically is designed to reach people who are more likely to in install apps um and then the third set which is probably where things have really moved on since you know since the early days is around conversion which is around uh 
Facebook understanding people's activity somewhere else. So that would be things like um, visiting your website, where they've been, what they've done on it. Did they make a, a purchase? Um, have they bought things from a catalogue of products you've got? Or have they been to your shop or, or, or other um, physical place? So those three categories, as well as consideration and conversion, are what you can do um, uh, within Facebook. Fine. So one one really interesting thing that I think is is a newer feature of, of Facebook advertising is as you just as you just talked about the, the the conversion types that it asks you for. So the app installs, the lead gen, the sales, the website clicks, and stuff like that. And you can obviously when you're setting up an ad or an ad group or whatever, you can obviously pick the type of outcome you're you're searching for. And that's not just a Facebook thing. You can do that. I think you can do that on Twitter and various other sort of things as well, can't you? How do they sort of help then if why why, you know why would you go down one route or the other and how do they actually you know what sort of alchemy do they bring to bear to actually direct people to install an app it's i'm sensing it's more than just having an install the app button on it yeah yeah and that's the thing i mean you've got to it can take into account the absolutely vast amount of data that uh, Facebook, you know, I, I, we'll use the term Facebook, but we mean Facebook and Instagram um, because, you know, they're one and the same, essentially. Um, the amount of data they have on all the users, um, it's, you know, pretty much anything you, you do whilst you're on either the Facebook app or online, you know, will um, be, is trackable. Right, and you know, there's there's people have get a bit um, voodoo about it and a bit kind of spooked, but um, that is what what happens on there, and that does allow us as marketers to be incredibly precise and targeted around it. And what that means that Facebook can do for us as marketers is say, we're not going to serve your ad to people who are never going to download an app if you're trying to sell an app, right? So. It, automatically it helps it's, it's helping you get more out of it than just going well we can send it to anybody in this in in this geography we can also send it to anybody in this geography who has particular behavioral interests and are more likely to be people who, who install an app so those elements of things are, are, are really kind of effective for it but in terms of I guess it's probably easiest if we kind of went through a few scenarios that are sensible for uh, a public sector organization so i don't know so in terms of lead generation for example i don't know um a consultation exercise i'm thinking out of the box a little bit here but for example if you're running a consultation and you need to get people's opinions or you need to kind of create uh, the, the lead generation process is about creating um uh some relationship between you and the user right so that's about collecting usually collecting their contact details and that can be obviously for a business that's important because for example i've got clients that we we use these processes um, because they've got ultimately something to sell them but they can't sell it to them immediately because you know the customer doesn't know who they are they've just seen an ad they're not going to immediately click on that and buy it there's some things you can do that but usually you've got to build some kind of what you call social proof somewhere people go oh i like you and i know you and i trust you remember we talked about that last time you know so with the lead generation process if you're um collecting people's contact details you know what are you giving in return for it and you know how are you then going to take that information and continue that um that relationship with them um 
I think, you know, if it's public sector organization and you, and for example, you're running a, a consultation on, I don't know, um, what kind of, you know, what do people think about local services? Um, there's loads of different ways of doing this. One of the things would be, so I would have it in the suite uh, of things to do would be to say, well, let's do a lead generation campaign. Let's find people's contact information and we can then, outside of Facebook, send them the email. You know, that might be an example of, of how you might do that. It could be that you've got a service that you're providing to the public. You need more people using it. You know, how do we build that ongoing relationship with people? You can serve people ads all the time, but actually if you create an ad that gets people's contact details, you can you can uh, integrate those contact details into a CRM system or a MailChimp or, you know, uh, a, a form of email marketing process, which allows you to then have that rapport sort of separately from them. So these are about it's like a toolbox of stuff that allows you to achieve things really depending on what you're trying to achieve. So if if, I, if if my local authority has a new report a dog poo app so you use the app installs thing it takes you straight to that app it, it understands the Facebook algorithm you know knows people in my area will 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 be able to sort of you'll be able to target it at people who mention the fact that they have a dog and they like dogs and stuff like that. And actually somebody and, and at people that have a propensity to download apps and talk about stuff like that. And actually by, by choosing the install app outcome, that helps to funnel it to people that are more. Yeah. People have got a track record, people got a track record of clicking so that's, that's, on, that's on ads that say uh, install an app will be more likely to install your app. So, you know, that is an example in the same way as, um, if you're doing a traffic ad, where, so that's that's where you know the click now will probably take you away from Facebook into a, a landing page or a website somewhere with more information. You know, um, you can optimize those ads to be to uh, for landing page views, i.e., more likely uh, people who have already from uh, uh, other advertising have gone have done the same sort of thing. So they've gone, yeah, okay, I'll have a quick look at this landing page and see see what's on there, see what this is offering me, see what it's going to tell me that's, that's new and interesting. So these different elements can be geared to make sure that you get the right result uh, for, for people, um, yeah, out of people. So the, I think what just focusing on Facebook again for a little bit longer. So within Facebook, as like you, you mentioned, uh, the really game, the massive game changer a couple of years ago, which was the using the ad platform for Instagram ads as well, and 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 uh, sponsored sponsored Instagram posts. So that opens up the avenue for tons of different configurations of content, doesn't it? So within Facebook, there's obviously there's the sponsored video but there's also the different formats of ads you can do and obviously the within within instagram it's exactly the same you've got instagram stories integrated into the ad maker and everything so there's tens and tens of different types of content you can actually provide for any one campaign you're trying to do so as somebody that does this quite a lot for clients how do you sort of get around that because that is there's the choices are just so are so vast for the types of content you can use now uh, well, use auto placement for starters. Um, so that will, you know, when you create the ad, uh, you will, um, uh, it, it will place them automatically across all the different platforms and it won't put them in places if that ad doesn't work on it. So for example, you know, um, some formats aren't appropriate for stories, so it won't put them into stories, etc. Um, if you want them to be in there, then you can just create another version of the ad, uh, you know, um, in whatever format you've done it in so that it works there as well. Um, the thing to do to bear in mind with this is um, 
to to test everything all the time to always kind of be using it as a as a method of learning it's not about creating an ad and going well there you go we run it for a bit and then it doesn't work if you can create multiple formats or, or run an ad on a relatively small scale for a few weeks to see how it works to see whether it's landing the, with the right people to see it's being you know over after a period of time um Facebook will um, have learned from it and will show you things like here's once the reach has been at a certain level, it'll say, right, this is, yeah, we, we can already see which type of people are responding better, which platforms they're responding better. So, often, so a, a example um, I can think of is uh, we've got some ads running at the moment for a client who does luxury holidays. Um, those ads are targeted at a specific demographic. It's cold audience, right? They don't know who this brand is. So, but we have to be quite careful of choosing the right audience because they're kind of expensive holidays. There's no point in saving to people who can't ever afford them. So we created a, uh, a, a, an ad which offers people some free advice to be downloaded, you know, their guide to the top 10 uh, um, resorts in Asia, Um of luxury travel resorts, um, but only went to certain um, demographic of, of people, um, women of a certain age, sort of forty-five to sixty, who were also, you know, um, you know, uh, met, met other sort of behavioural and demographic interests, and were showing an interest in going to uh, to travel. Um, so um, we created the ad. We allow it to learn from it, and we already start seeing that actually it's getting much more traction in. Um, mobile newsfeed, for example, than desktop newsfeed. It's getting much more traction in um, uh, on Instagram uh, posts rather than in stories. If you're running an ad uh, and you run it for a period of time, usually a week or two weeks, you've got enough reach, you can start to explore, you know, uh, how it's been performing, right? And when at that moment, you can then start saying, well, there's no point in us spending our uh, ad budget trying to reach people on the platforms or in the formats that they're not using. So if our ad is performing only in, um, you know, a mobile newsfeed on, on Facebook, then we can switch off all those other options and just put it going through mobile newsfeed, you know. Um, equally, if we see that, you know, we've targeted um, women aged 45 to 60, but it's playing much better within, uh, sorry, and women aged 60 to 65, for example, and then we see that it's only playing in the earlier group, then we can switch off the other group. We just actually stop serving it to, to them. The, the, the trick to it is to kind of be on, on it, on top of it all the time. Once it's had uh, some results coming through, it's got enough reach, and it's started learning who's... It, what it wants to do, it's like you've got a game. It's like it, it wants to work for you. So when you help it do that, and you then can start feeding it essentially with a bit more cash or with a bit more intelligence to kind of say, these are the people that we want it to do. Okay, we'll switch it off there. So that way it's not kind of using your, your budget, trying to bid in the auction for space in places where frankly you're not gonna get you're not getting seen or engaged with anyway. So you can kind of um, keep on top of it in that in that kind of way. Um, so I, 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 just to go back to the original question then, so the, the trick is not to get overly not to get overwhelmed by all the different options auto placement will put it in all the places if it will fit it's then a case of going right now we've done that are those placements the right ones and if they're not let's take them off those ones and add them to others sure so what, one thing that's quite interesting there then is you mentioned about the uh the testing 
I think you know people refer to that kind of thing as A/B testing, don't they, and things like that. And when, when it comes to email campaigns, and it's kind of similar in, in this in this area as well. Actually, a bit a, a really important sort of key to success here is keeping your eye on things on a day to day basis, isn't it? It's not so much, hey, let something start on Monday and check in and see how it did on Friday. It's a case of really you get re, you get near enough real time data back from Facebook advertising, not entirely real time, but near enough real time. And so, really, within a couple of hours, you you should be able to see how something is performing against against something else. So, it is that thing about there is a bit of a there is financial investment in it there's a lot less financial investment in it than you previously will have been spending on print or outdoor advertising but there's probably more of a time investment in it isn't there because actually you can get into so much more detail with actually that ad and how it's performing that actually you might want to make sure that you invest in a bit of time every single day with every single ad and that's going to be a challenge for people i guess can't it? well probably i mean you know i i'm a bit kind of obsessive uh, and um uh, and for my sins i'm checking probably far more often than i ought to be but you know that's because that's what clients pay us to do so you know whether it's me or whether it's danny or whether it's one of the other team you know we, we will be constantly just checking you know it's, it's five minutes to kind of go right this is performing well that's nice or actually oh, excellent i can see it creeping up now uh, particularly after the fact you can kind of leave an ad for the first few days because it's going to depending on the scale that you've got it running out at and what kind of volume you're trying to reach but it needs to reach a certain number of people um before you can learn anything from it. So, you know, well, I see people that send, say, you know, I've put an ad out and already it's costing me this much and I'm a bit concerned. I'm like, you've been running it for one day and you spent £10. Can you run it for a bit longer, get some more data so that we can then look at it and kind of go, that's great, feed it more or change that or kill it, you know. And that's the other bit. Sometimes it's about killing it. You know, it's, it's not about it always being kind of... Um, it, it gets you brilliant results no matter what. It's a, it gets you brilliant results if you're on top of it and you're understanding how it's working. So that's the point about testing. And it's a bit of a misnomer A-B, A-B testing because when we're running testing programs, it's like um, there's seven, eight different iterations that we're testing simultaneously. You know, there's different types of audiences. In an ideal situation, depending on the budget, we'll run cold audiences, um, based on behavior, but we'll also run lookalike audiences based on uh, website traffic. We'll, we'll run lookalike audiences based on, you know, uh, email databases that people have got. We'll run retargeting uh, ads based on activity that people have done elsewhere. You know, all of these will be being tested simultaneously to kind of say, well, which ones are, which ones do we keep going? Which ones do we feed more? And which ones do we kill? Some of that in terms of, if it's a cold audience, we'll do a process of, so this is an audience that, you know, if you don't have any kind of existing rapport with uh, a population uh, and you need to reach them, let's say, for example, you're trying to get to uh, 25 to 30 year olds who are interested in driving. I don't know why it might be. Um, and you've, you know, you've not got much experience in your organization doing that, then maybe you're doing a road safety campaign, right? And it's that particular cohort that you're looking for. Then you create a series of um, audience types and you test against lots of them. Is it about this age and interested in motorsports? Is it about this age and interested in that? Is it, you know, if the age is the common, you know, look at the avatar, look at the the the, the person, the, the, you know, the target audience that you're trying to reach, really get in under the skin and, uh, and who they are, and then maybe test against different, types of them 
um, first. Then, ideally, we'd start testing it to different types of um, what we call lead magnets, which is, you know, what, where are they going? What are we giving them? What are we showing them? What are they taking them to? And we'll also test different types of creative. Do they respond to video better than single uh, image or carousel ads or whatever else it might be? So ideally, you're testing everything so that by the end of that testing process, we're talking about maybe one month, but by the end of that testing process, you've got an audience that you know is really responding well to your message. You've got an ad creative that they're, that that's working really, really well for you. And you've got a lead magnet. You've got a, 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 a thing that they're then doing afterwards that was the purpose in the first place that, that is the best format for doing that too. If you can do all of those things, um, that's where you get um, a kind of unicorn ad that kind of just will um, go gangbusters for you. So that is that all sounds great, um, but I suppose that I, I guess some people's nervousness around that might be that sounds like it's taking me a long time to get anything that I can report back to the boss, and I'd be that in my business the, where time is money and money is tight, or be that in my public sector organisation where my boss is uh, you know kind of sceptical about social media, and I've sold them that hey we can get real information on it. What would your kind of advice? be to if you're that person that is running these campaigns in any organization where the pressure is on them from above what would be your advice to those people in that situation to sell them this approach of be quite um uh forensic about what you're doing but take your time to get the right results um well even when you're in the testing process the results are still there um, it, it, I guess it depends on how you've, how you've sold up up the line the uh, the concept in the first place. I think the, the the key thing is when you get this right, it works incredibly well for you. It's about making sure you're getting right in the first place. So uh, you know, and we have clients who can't do that whole what we call rapid fire testing approach. You know, they don't have four weeks to do that, or they don't have the budget that's required to kind of really get the kind of um, uh, you know, we're only talking about a few thousand pounds, but you still, you know, you'll you'll need a, a a chunk of cash to be able to really get the proper results out of it. So you look at other options instead. You essentially test with live ads and kind of go right. Well, okay, what we'll do is we think this is the audience. Here's some nice creative that we've got for it. Let's run with this, but we need to bear in mind that you know, we, we, we're, we're operating in the dark a little bit. Um, there's no kind of hard and fast rules. Sometimes you kind of get lucky and it works, starts working really well. And other times you kind of go, this isn't really landing right. Let's maybe tweak this. Let's change that. Let's add this in. Let's let's test a different type of audience. And you have to go go careful with it. Um, the key thing is, if you're, if you're clear and you start reporting whatever you're getting, and whatever results you're getting, it's really going to be about the results. So we go back to that uh, uh, earlier example, we we're talking about um, a lead ad. So this is where you're showing someone something on their Facebook ad, and it says, um, sign up or something similar. And they'll click on that and a little window will open, which will be the context of fill in this details, and we will send you the stuff and the GDPR uh, requirements, etc. Um, if you're running that, then you know, within uh, within 24 hours, you'll have data which says here's how many people it reached here's what sort of spend you got and here's how many leads you've had sent in already you know or how many people have filled in that form um and you know th th also the cost per lead 
Yeah. The, this, the, 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 and, and this is the key thing for me with digital marketing, you know, and digital advertising is you'd never had that when I was doing this 15, 20 years ago in terms of advertising. You do a billboard, you do, you wouldn't know how many people had seen it or how many people had said, oh yeah, I'm going to make, I'm going to make a note of that website and then visit that site. So you've got this live data, which is actually, you know what, we've spent, you know, 10, 15 pounds per day. It doesn't always have to be a lot of money. You know, 10, 15 pounds per day um, gets you good reach in terms of the, um, ideally more, but, you know, gets you good reach in terms of the uh, the auction that's that's uh, being bid, you know, that you're bidding against. Um, that will get you results. And you'll be able to say to, you know, whoever it is at the line, look, Margaret, we've got, just off today, 15 people have filled that form in to get more information about that consultation exercise. You know, we'd never been able to say that before. Months later, we'd kind of tried to track back and work it out. But so you see, you've got that kind of live data, which is kind of, okay, which is great. That's how many people clicked on your ad or, you know, this is how many people, you know, filled in that form. Um, ultimately, if we really go to the core of what is the ad for, then usually in the commercial space, obviously it's about, it might be about, um, booking an appointment or it might be about doing a deal you know so actually have have ultimately three months down the line did this person you know do any business with us or it might be about did they go onto our website and buy a product or did they download something or whatever it might be right that's the bit that people are usually after the kind of did it make us any money in the long run equally that can apply in the public sector as well it's not about selling stuff but it could be did this person visit that site and fill in that consultation page Right, so you can utilize the Facebook pixel, which we haven't got into much yet. But once you've got the kind of approach of here's how we get people engaged in the ad, and they do then a thing. If that thing is about being on some, being on your website or a landing page, you can install a piece of code in that page, the Facebook pixel, which um, can then track what behavior you achieve from doing that. And then third, the the, the third element of this is something called offline events tracking. And that's where we can actually, using Facebook, you can upload separate data that you might then have into Facebook, which can then match it with behavior that, you've see, that they've seen online from that individual, if it matches. It takes a bit longer, but that's where, for example, you can say, we know at this public engagement event, 400 people turned up here's all the contact details because they all gave it to us on the way in we upload it into this into the machine it can then go well actually 20 percent of those people came here because they clicked on the ad that was a, that, that you posted three months ago before that right so you can you can introduce into it now data that's not even created within facebook or online um you can you can that could be sales that could be people who who have ultimately booked by phoning you up, particularly if you be, if you don't do online stuff, but people phone up and have that conversation, then you can take those details, put it back into the system, and see if it joins up anywhere. So you can really start to, you know, that's where you got golden kind of return on investment, return on ad spend, um, uh, information and data for people that I, I think could could really be well utilised in saying, you gave us a budget for doing this. This is where we know it had effect. Not only did people click, like, share, follow, etc. We collected all this kind of information from their, uh, their contact information. They also went onto this site and so many of them filled out this form because the pixels told us that they filled that out, which might well, that form might well be um, the consultation response document. 
right? And then equally, you can then go, and also people turned up at these events, and it turned out they first learned about it because of our Facebook advertising work, because we've joined up the dots. It's quite clever now. It's super clever. And it, so it's the same as any, anything in comms marketing. It is about the outcomes. It's about the evidence of that, those outcomes. And actually, Facebook, the well, and we haven't even touched on other social media platforms either, but it's like certainly the Facebook ad manager is probably as about as advanced as exists out there. And the amount of data it gives you is a real ally for you when you're having those sometimes difficult conversations with people who are maybe a little bit sceptical about Facebook advertising and about sort of social media in general, isn't it? Right. Okay. Rich, that's been amazing. Super, super helpful. And um, we it would be remiss of me not to sort of say, if somebody wants to talk to you more about this, where can they go? How do they do that? Uh, they can just easily visit us online at rfsmarketing.co.uk or follow us on Facebook at RFS Marketing Communications or um, on Instagram, RFS Marcoms. Um, but yeah, you know, the, 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 there's, there's lots more that can be done with this in that setting, I think. And I think it'd be really interesting to, um, to explore different options with it, but, um, it's been, it's been really, um, it's really interesting actually just to chat this through. Um, because when you, when you start kind of thinking about these situations, that's where the, 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 uh, the opportunities start to emerge. Uh, I don't think we've touched the sides really, but, um, uh, it will be um, it'll be interesting to explore further in, in other ones. Like like you say, you know, this is only just about Facebook and Instagram, um, which is one that we specialise in. But um, there's there's definitely a, um, a traction in it. I think that's probably underutilised. Definitely, definitely. So definitely. So um, if you've got any questions or anything that sprung to mind in your organisation or particular challenge, Rich is available to chat to, or either of us are available on Twitter or. Details are in the comments, or not the comments section, because we don't have a comment section, in the notes section of the podcast. So do get in touch if we can help in any other way to help with any challenges you're having in your organization. So that about does us for this episode. Rich, thank you. Thank you. Uh, we're going to be back soon enough with a new episode. So bye, Rich. Speak soon. Cheers. Cheers.